Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. It's a way of life indeed, my family. Sis Egi, Sis Egi, absolutely loving your interactions, my family. Coming through on 0826572079. What is your memory of school, primary school, high school, a teacher, a subject? Let's celebrate the teaching profession this afternoon and talking about the teaching profession Absolute kudos uh, to uh, Dr. Yaku Dutoy joining us right now uh, on the line, Senior Lecturer in the Academy of Computer Science and Software Engineering at the University of Johannesburg. He's also the Director at the Center for Cybersecurity. By the way, lecturers and uh, heads of departments are also teachers. So it's so amazing that we get to celebrate him. We continue to take your messages 0826572279. Have you been a victim of cyber uh, uh, cyber crime and how did you deal with it? What was the nature um, of your situation? Let Dr. Detoy this afternoon explain. Perhaps you're still in that situation. We've got the expert on the line for your learning, my family, for my empowerment and your empowerment. Dr. Dutoy, good afternoon, sir, and thank you so much for giving us your time here at Radio Pulpit. Good afternoon, Ayanda. How are you guys doing? No, we're absolutely fine. Look, we are more than conquerors. We've just survived cybercrime. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, look, we're laughing now, uh, but uh, it's actually quite traumatic, uh, Doc. Uh, before we get into the, 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 the discussion this afternoon, let's start off by celebrating you as a teacher because, you know, elementary, that is, that is what you are, a teacher, transferer of knowledge. We celebrate you, we appreciate you, and uh, we continue to hope that, you know, the system and our country will continue to breed teachers that are passionate about what they do. Thank you so very much. Really appreciate your kind words. So, Dr. Detoy, earlier on, you and I were having a conversation, trying to explain my situation, stuttering, nervous, you know, and all of those things. Thank you for your kindness earlier on. Let's start off by asking and understanding what is social media account hijacking? Yeah, so um, social media account hijacking is effective. So, it's a form of cyber attack where some kind of malicious person, we typically call them a hacker, where they gain access to your social media account. Now, if, you, if you're not too familiar with the term social media, those are our applications such as Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or WhatsApp and Telegram and many more. So effectively, what they would do is they would break into your social media account for one of these apps and then they will use your app on your behalf. Dr. Detroit, maybe let's take two steps back. And uh, for somebody like me, you remember how nervous I was earlier on this morning. I couldn't even explain basic terms because I'm such a novice, you know, when it comes to technology, bond before technology, that's for sure. Can you just explain to us how this whole ecosystem of the web works? What is what in this whole value chain? Okay, so, so the ecosystem of the web is obviously very wide, and there's mm-hmm. many terms that we use for this. I think what we get, obviously, on the, on the web is our social media type of accounts, and those are social media applications. That's applications such as the Facebooks and the Twitters, which we typically use to communicate with our friends and sure. communicate with colleagues and so on. 
then obviously we get our message type of applications. That normally is, I would argue, things such as our email applications, where we typically it's a bit more of a formal type of communication that we mm. typically have inside the organizations. And then, then a big area, obviously, is the, the web, the, what we call the World Wide Web, which is effectively when you use your web browser mm. and you go to news websites or you go to this website and you get information there and you may even use it for internet banking, and that's the, the kind of thing. So uh, that's just in a very, very high level, what I would argue is um, a portion of the ecosystem of the web. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and what feeds into what, uh, Doc? And the reason why I ask this is because I'm trying to, right now after my ordeal, I'm trying to figure out where does network engineering start and where does the world wide web begin you know what i mean because it looks like those are separate from each other but they work inter interlinked sort of yeah so you can just repeat, repeat the first one you said where does the web start so so where does the network service provision start and end okay yeah i understand and where does okay, the world wide web start yeah mm-hmm. so, so i think it's Maybe one way to think of it is, is such as this. So imagine in South Africa, we've got a bunch of roads. And the roads, basically, that allows us to travel from one point to another. Right. But we use the roads to maybe go to the shops so that we can do something at the shops. Or you can travel to friends mm. and so on. So that is the road. And that is what a network is. A network is effectively that what connects us with these applications. And the applications is effectively the stuff the that's on the World Wide Web. So the, the Facebooks, the internet banking, those are like the shops and the network access, that is like the roads that mm. we make use of. So, Doc, if... if Look, if the one connects the one to the other, right? So, for example, MTN, uh, C, Vodacom would be the network, the road. Why is it that the road is unable to cut off access uh, to the shop? I think, I think the, so, so technically, it is possible for the road to, to switch off a shop. But the problem is, is if you switch off the road to a shop, mm. then the whole shop stops. So there, there are all oh. these countries in, in China. So you can, there's roads going into China, meaning networks going into China. And if you're a, a person living inside the, 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 the boundaries of China itself, mm. you have access to the internet. But guess what? You cannot use applications such as WhatsApp. So they actually stop they cut specific all. Roads. So it, it is technically possible for, for the networks to be cut off. How, but in a democratic country like South Africa, we do not like to just switch off all the roads, meaning all the networks, to applications because we believe in freedom of choice and freedom of access. And uh, yeah, so I hope that clears it up. No, it does, Doc. It actually clears it up quite nicely. And, and, and I'll tell you what, what I'd like to do, it, it, you know, your line is somewhat static, even though we can hear you. So perhaps let, let me ask this question, Doc, and then let's see if we can actually get you on a better line if it doesn't get better, right? So why do why do hackers hack? Hey, 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 uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> 
in this world of 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 the world wide web why do they hijack our our accounts so so one of the main well the there are two main reasons of why hackers want to get access to your applications or to, to information and the first is because information these days is power and there's actually value to it so they can potentially resell information they can use it to launch other types of uh, attacks but the second main reason is because of money they want to make money out of it and that's probably the, the most fundamental reason of why they want to get access to it and there's different reasons of or different ways in which they can then make use of this as soon as they get get access to a system mm. how they can then make money or how they can steal information which they can resell or use for other nefarious purposes. Mm, 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 mm. And how do they do it, uh, Doc? Yeah, so, for interest one of the main reasons of why criminals want to hijack your social media accounts specifically mm. is because they want to impersonate you. They want to, for instance, tell your friends, Oh no, you're currently stranded mm, and mm, you, you, need you don't have rand. any money. That's 200 Can you maybe just quickly <gasps> send me money to the following account, please, please, please? Or, and that's effectively how they do it. So they want to impersonate you and they want to mm. um, let your friends know that maybe they can steal some money from them. Or they basically want to get access to your friends' accounts through you by impersonating you. Mm, so mm, how do mm. they... How do they hijack our accounts? I think there's, there's different reasons. But let's consider a system w- such as, let, let's use Telegram as an example. Mm. And I'm going to try and, and draw us a, a little scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, Telegram accounts, they are tied to your phone numbers. So yes. it's like WhatsApp. So basically, install the app. They basically they see this is your phone number, and that phone number is effectively your identity in the communication. So you, and, and also, what is interesting is you can change your phone number afterwards, and then your identity can follow follow you. Now, every time someone logs into the Telegram account on a new phone, so let's assume you had you, you had a Telegram account, but you got a new phone. The Telegram system will send you an SMS with a secret code mm. that you should type in to That's register this new phone mm, 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 um, mm, mm. and link it to your old account. Now, that login code is normally then read by the app, or you must type it in the code so that they can access it. Now, this is where the weakness is. Consider a person with malicious intent. Let's say it's a hacker. So what they do is they install the Telegram app on their phone. Now, the hacker then contacts the victim, making up some kind of story. Now, the story can be that they are your friend, they've registered for a competition, and they can only win the competition if their friends vote for them. So in right. order to vote, the friend will receive some kind of code. And obviously this code can be sent by SMS. And then as soon as you get the code, please, Mr. Friend, um, can you please just send that code on to me and I will put it into the voting system and then guess what? I will maybe win the competition or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Now, instead what happens is, uh, so sorry, maybe just before I go on note. They didn't ask for money. So the little red light that normally goes off in your brain, that doesn't go off because it's just a normal friend wants to have a little competition. So that's okay. And they don't ask for login code. So it it sounds okay. Mm. Now, now what the hacker will then do is they will start the Telegram app on their phone. 
And when this app starts, Telegram or many of the other social media um, apps works this way, they ask you to type in your telephone number. Mm. So what they would do is they would type in the victim's telephone number now. And now the Telegram system SMSs a code to the victim. Mm. The victim gets this code thinking it's the code now to for vote for the friend. It's exactly so, what so happened what to me. They take the code and they send it on to a supposed friend. And now that attacker or the hacker, they type in the code in their phone. And as soon as it happens, this um, phone and the Telegram account mm. is now linked to your account. And they can use it by impersonating you. So that's what they do. They, they look like a, a Yanda or a Yaku or sure. whatever. And they send messages. And your friends don't know that it's not you because it actually came from your Telegram account, mm. came from your WhatsApp account or Facebook account or Instagram or any one of those things. Doc, how do we protect ourselves? Um, it was shocking to me to realize that the people I would have expected would know a little bit. You know, I even went into a walk-in center for my network yesterday and they didn't know anything about it. How do we protect ourselves uh, from cybercrime? So, so, so each one is a little bit different. So what, is, what is, makes it really difficult is going to this, these types of attacks there's a certain things that, that we can learn from this. Now, mm. the first is never give a password or an SMS code to anyone, not even your friends. So if right. you get this over SMSs or what thing, maybe our listeners can learn this today. If you get such a code, don't send it to anyone. It's mm. yours. Rather phone your friend and ask them, listen, did you send me something? Or right. you, what is this about? The second thing that you can do is many of our applications these days have a, a feature which, which they call two-step verification. Mm. Now, what does that do? Now, that is a special setting in the app, and, and, I, and I would go, give our listeners a challenge today. Go and try and find it in your app. Go to WhatsApp, go to Telegram, go to Twitter or whatever, and see if you can find where that is. But basically what that does is it then asks you to type in some kind of secret code that only you know, it's like a password, and you keep that separately. Mm. So that, let's say, for instance, now the attacker gets this SMS, they also need the secret code that only you know, it's like mm. a password. So it's impossible for them now to just by getting that secret code of the normal SMS codes to actually get access. So, so have a look at just the verification. Please go and enable that if at all possible. And try and confirm requests using a different communication channel, such as phoning people. Think about your supposed friend that was in crisis. Maybe first phone them. Make sure that they are really in crisis. And how else can you help them? Sure. Doc, that's that's really, really helpful. Uh, my family, I don't know if you are able to relate. Uh, perhaps you don't even know that you've been hacked uh, for whatever reason because it can happen uh, that they hack you and you don't even know because uh, maybe your friends are vigilant, you know. Um, but uh, if you're joining us this afternoon, Dr. Dutoy, Yaku Dutoy, is our guest on the line. Absolutely amazing, uh, helping us understand uh, the complexity and the nature of these cyber attacks and these cyber crimes. Doc, let me ask you a question before we let you go this afternoon. Now, the world of um, 
engineering and computer, software engineering and computer science. You have what we call uh, ethical hackers. I was very uncomfortable when I first learned that uh, the person that was once found to have hacked a system was then hired. And I mean, look, it makes business sense, but mm-mm, there's a problem there. Why do we, why do we enable hacking? Uh, so, so interesting is that ethical hacking is a term that we use to actually provide a service. So there's a number of companies in South Africa that does this. And let's say if you've got a system and you want to find out where's your vulnerabilities in your system, mm. you will actually hire them and they will work under strict <laughs> contract rules. Uh, that they will try and find the vulnerabilities. Yeah. They will then report it to you so that you have an opportunity to fix it. Because uh, the, the problem is, is that if you just sit back mm. and you don't know about these vulnerabilities and you keep your eyes closed and you bury your head in the sand, then things will go wrong and you won't be prepared. If you then do a little bit more of a proactive thing mm. and you get what they call friendly, let's call them ethical hackers, they will go through what they call a penetration test. Mm. They then test your system's vulnerabilities and they will give you a nice report so that you can actually improve that. Sure. Now, finally, Doc, uh, somebody has now been hacked, uh, part of a cyber crime. What do we do? What, do, what does Ayanda do now? <laughs> yeah. Mm. You, you know what? It, it is easy for me to say, go do this and go do that, because mm. I know you're in such a panic at that point that mm. it's really difficult to think clearly. Mm. But um, some of the things that I can maybe recommend you do is, and, and I've actually tested this out myself, is try to use the World Wide Web. Use the tools given to us. Now, I don't know if you've ever played with ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know about it. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can actually go to ChatGPT today and you can say, what can I do if my WhatsApp account has been hacked? Right. And it will go and give you extremely good advice. And what I like about it is you don't struggle with trying to find all the different areas on the Internet about this app and that app. It's one place, one question that you can ask, and you can really get good advice. So I really think that ChatGPT is a, it's one of those things that people say, well, it, it's, it's dangerous and, and we have to watch out for how we use it. But you know what? We can also use it for good. And I think this is one of those opportunities where you can get really, really good advice mm. using a tool such as ChatGPT. Otherwise, other areas is you go to your application vendor's website mm. and they normally have a frequently asked question place where you can ask them how you, what can you do to gain access back into mm. your account because that's the trouble. You want to get back into your system. Now, now what I like about it, and this is a tip that you gave me this morning, mm. um, is... As soon as you realize that, let's say, for instance, your Twitter account has been uh, hijacked, Mm. one way in which you can make your friends aware that it is not you is just use a different social media channel, such Mm. as WhatsApp or something Mm. like that. And then using a voice note so that they can hear your voice, Mm. know that it really comes from you, explaining to them that your account has been hijacked on this specific system, and you are trying to give it back and that you will let them know as soon as you gain access back to it. In the meanwhile, please, they should not um, respond to any messages that comes from you in, on that system. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow, Dr. Dutoy, this has been absolutely eye-opening. Thank you for having spent your afternoon with us. Very valuable information and insights. And uh, you've really just covered it all, and we truly appreciate your time, sir. Uh, Now, you are joining us this afternoon from the University of Johannesburg. And I'm sure anyone interested to find out, you know, more about computer science, uh, the academy, and software engineering, they can certainly go to the website, yes? Absolutely. See the University of Johannesburg website. You go to the Faculty of Science. Um, we will be, uh, we're one of the departments in the Faculty of Science. Fantastic. Sir, thank you so much. And please do enjoy your weekend. And uh, we appreciate the time that you've spent with us this afternoon. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, and go well, Ayanda. I hope everything goes well. Bye bye. It's Dr. Yaku Dutoy, my family. Uh, he is senior lecturer uh, at the Academy of Computer Science and Software Engineering at the University of Johannesburg, also director at the Center for Cyber Security. What a week it was. So much that it is four minutes after five, and we are now crossing over to the news. 657 AM, streams of blessings. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.